swords and candle art to spark souls and charge souls to cross roads and bandits are catacombs and giant doors protect the chest of stores and legendary items with the dragon bones and iron it's ores. a grand theft of elk scrolls simon's quest the tone earl rock shoes to every clue keeps the exit gaming news the potus needs some bad dudes to crash crew like bandicoot all shit a game in english control nations Control issues. Yes, yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Yes, yes y'all. y'all. Well, this is Control Issues. I am the AMC. And this is A Dub. You can find us at control issues.com. Also, go to your podcast provider, wherever that may be. Download Control Issues. Subscribe to it. Rate it. Review it. Give it five stars. Head on over to twitch.tv slash control issues pod where we put up gameplay videos for your viewing pleasure. And head on over to Twitter. My control issues is the handle AMC. How you living? Real quick, if a if a control issues with a blue check hits you up, that ain't us on Twitter. It ain't us. <laughs> we the show is free, so we ain't got that eight dollars a month. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, but you heard about like the whole like the fake Twitter accounts. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can just fix it. We just flip a switch, eh, dog? <laughs> Like um, I, I think they really <laughs> underestimated how just petty, childish, and spiteful people on the internet are. And <laughs> like you can't just buy a company and gut it <laughs> openly <laughs> and think people aren't gonna respond to that. So every little flaw and in inherent inherent like loophole in your new policies and decisions, people are going to exploit the hell out of that in mass instantaneously. Yeah. Well it's also it's like this idea of like why is this whole blue check process so convoluted? I could fix this easily. <laughs> it's like there's a reason why it was so convoluted, and there's a yeah. lot of vetting. There's a lot of vetting that goes into getting that blue check mark. <laughs> mm-hmm. You can't just show up and be like, "Yo, I am, I am Barack Obama." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about the name on the credit card. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, it, uh, yeah, my week, my week has been all right. Um, how you living? Living, living all right. Um, I mentioned last week, family was healthy, everything was going good, and then Monday Monday rolled through, and then everybody got sick again. Not everybody, the kids got sick again. Marissa and I are doing all right, but both kids doing bad, bad coughs, bad fevers, bad everything. Had to go Aww, to the doctor. The babies, I'm sorry, man. Yeah, I know, it's crazy, man. It's just, uh, it's the other side of it. I mean, people, when they have kids, they always talk about like the sleep, and this is also, I guess, a part of sleep, but you also forget about like just kids being sick all the time once like november hits <laughs> basically november all the way through spring so yeah we're in we're in that phase of life right now so um they're they're on the better end like it was definitely worse earlier in the week but now they're you know the dead eye but um as far as myself i i want to see black panther i wanted to go this weekend but with the kids being sick we decided not to shell out for the babysitter and <laughs> force her to and expose her to that so we're gonna hold off so hopefully by next weekend i will have seen black panther and we'll be able to talk all about it with you adub yeah I'm, I'm plotting a, a return to the theater specifically for black panther gotta support my people gotta support the culture yeah for the culture but hey dub how have you been how's your week going week's not bad just easy work you know staying on top of my my working out excellent comedy specials coming out on hbo max and, mm-hmm. and netflix check out that neil brennan that ian Lara, that chris mm-hmm. Rand. <laughs> get that on the new episode of andor the last episode of the problem with john stewart until next year new bill maher it's just Content, content, content. <laughs> I know so yeah. much content. Enjoying myself, man. Just man, looking forward to all these, all these new games on the horizon. We're less than a month away from Callisto Protocol and Midnight Suns. We're gonna get what Forspoken and Dead Space remake in January. Uh, 
Atomic Hearts in February, and then the, the generation really gets going once all the the heavy hitters. Hopefully, we get a release date for Starfield Diablo Four next year. Oh, oh man, reportedly, allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I am so excited. There's so much coming, but you know, we're, we're still in 2022. A we got our our games that we we're playing before we put together this game of the year list for the trolleys. Yes. So, what you've been playing, A Dub, as of late? Well, I've been going back to some oldies, but goodies. Granted, God of War Ragnarok is out. However, after dumping all of my free time into Dismantle for like a good week and a half, two weeks, I didn't feel like diving into another dozens of hours long epic adventure, <laughs> especially <laughs> especially of like the magnitude and grace of a God of War. So to took a chill on that. Just gonna get to that when I get to it. Been digging to some oldies with goodies. Went back, played a little bit of cyberpunk. Uh, starting to think that I'm gonna respect my points and lean more into a a cyber ninja kind of character. Like it was always a thought, but having run through the game with my my reinforced ankles from my super jump and my thermoptic camouflage to disappear in plain sight, swinging my katana. I'm like, oh, maybe I should, maybe I should lead into the melee. Maybe I should just become menacing. Maybe I should get this perk for knife throwing, so I can have a a dope ass ranged attack. <laughs> yes, yeah, always be able to rely on my on my handgun in case things get really dicey. But yeah, man, uh, went back in. I think this was my first time in since the game had been updated with the 1.6 patch that fixed a lot of issues as well as added some additional features. One of which is the transmogrification system. So I wanted to get in there, set my look, and I really, I really like the way that CD Projekt Red implemented the transmog system in their game. Like you played a lot of Diablo with me, so that that's my primary exposure to transmogrification. And with Diablo, what happens is that. Every time you equip a new item, if you want it to look a certain way, you have to go get it transmogrified and you got to do your whole outfit piece by piece. So with Cyberpunk, the way it works is that you just pick the way that you want your character to work and anything you equip or unequip on the character doesn't matter. It's just it's just stats at that point. So you always have your look, even like you could have your jacket and your pants on, even if you don't have those items equipped. So I thought, I thought that was pretty cool. You could save six looks, uh, went in, I bought the remainder of the apartments and they're fucking dope, dude. I bought a loft. It's just got this, it's got this excellent view of the city. It's like massive windows. It's got you know, a little staircase, got a little reading nook with a beanbag. Can't use it, but it's just to have it there. Like, yeah, this is, oh, this is me. I feel like this. Is it, does A-Dub have to move into a loft at some point? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, I'm doing that, you know, bought some more vehicles. I finally got a vehicle that actually feels like it has some kind of relationship to the ground and gravity. So that was nice. Took some getting used to because I'm used to the cars not being, you know, very, very heavy in that game. Got bought a motorcycle, dipping. And yeah, just enjoying myself hunting down cyber psychos, going through the side content. And like I said, I, I did all of the the lowest level content first. So there wasn't a lot of story, lore, and presentation there. But now that I'm doing higher tier stuff and getting closer to the main missions again. I'm starting to see situations and and things and getting dialogue and talking to people and setting stuff up. That's just like, okay, now we're really doing something because uh, I had a mission where this guy, he had like ALS and he's just trying to, he's trying to rob one of these corporations so that he can, he can go to another country, get a body transfer and, you know, do all that. And so we he sets up this mission where we hijack this truck. You know, I'm hacking in it. It's got very Edge Runner type vibes on it. Did you watch the Edge Runner anime? Nah, not yet. Heard good oh, things about it, but it, before you start Cyberpunk, watch that. Okay. I would say, you know, I'll put it on the list right now. Yeah, it'll probably get you more hype for the game. But like, um, so he had this mission. He was like, "All right, you got to be at this diner at five p.m. and then we'll get going." So I go to the diner. You know, I'm talking to the bartender. Go sit down. Time advances. Here comes the truck. He's like, I go get in the truck. I get in the truck, upload the spike, hacking it. Oh, they're coming. And so he starts driving the truck remotely. I'm hanging out the window, blasting all those Amazing, amazing stuff. And then, you know, get the truck to the safe house. 
I'm looking around, kids playing in the back. There's a basketball hoop. There is a body stuffed into the basketball hoop. I take his shoes. <laughs> so, you know, little things like that. It's, oh, man, that world is just so amazing. And just the people and the things and the situations that you get into in it really bring it to life. I hope that with the DLC and with future patches, they do things to actually bring the the visual liveliness of the city into a more physical and dynamic arena like that the city desperately needs random events and just npc mayhem so we'll see what happens with future cyberpunk looking forward to cyberpunk too uh i also have been firing up into the breach it still remains mm -hmm. fun it got a it got a major update with additional content modes and things like that so i'm playing around with it had a had a good run where I almost got through two areas. First area, I completed it, no damage, no damage to the city. Like I'm handling business, like pushing them, pushing them around, hit them with the electric whip, chaining attacks together, throwing boulders. I'm a steel squad with the spoon with the bolts. <laughs> oh, that's good. And uh, also, because I saw an article, it was a 10 year retrospective on. FTL with an interview from the two the two founders of Subset Games, the makers of FTL and Into the Breach. And reading that, I was like, let me, let me get some FTL in just to commemorate the situation. And man, man I, I forgot how amazing that game is. <laughs> Getting used to the keys all over again, feeling like a captain, di diverting power from different systems, moving my crew around, putting out fires, sealing breaches. Ah. Uh, so amazing right yeah uh did all that did i play anything else i don't think so i think those are the only ones but i had a good time a little nostalgia going down memory lane of course playing overwatch 2 with the homie just diva game serious the uh, sojourn game a little off and on junk rat coming in a little iffy on that i mean we had some seriously tough matches we we eked out some victories and that's all that matters but amc what have you been playing? Been playing the last game that you were talking about, Overwatch 2, but putting in that work. It's I can't believe it's been like a month now because it's all I've been touching. Um, yeah, it's uh at this point it's funny. It's like I'm evolving and yet like going back, like just it's all going full circle, Ada. You know, I, I when I first got into this game, put a little bit of Lucio, then I started to get, you know, started playing as far as Overwatch 2. Started off with a lot of a lot of Lucio, then started working in some Mercy. Then I played Mora, and then Mora took over, and it was all about Mora. And then we played together, and yeah, there was a match where doing doing well with Mora, but realizing like, oh, we need like another really strong healer because our other healer isn't getting the job done right now. And so I switched to Mercy to to some success, and then next thing you know, I was like, you know what, gotta get some more Mercy game going, and and so. You know, the night after we played, started putting in work with uh, a lot of Mercy, doing well, finding success. And yeah, it's uh, so now we're back here to Mercy again. And what's great is it's the evolution in the gameplay and that I'm now starting to figure out my adaptations to certain like certain situations. And so like I like when I was playing by myself, I was starting out with Mercy then things would get out of hand, switch back over to Mora, uh, give him a different look, switch to Lucio. So now I'm incorporating more of the characters within a match. Whereas, so I had pretty much gotten into the rhythm of, you know, as whoever I started with, I just played with them. And then I adjusted how I played with them during the match based on the situation that was throwing at me. But now I'm figuring, all right, I know how to adapt those characters, but then I also know how to adapt to different characters. And that's the beauty of Overwatch is just having the different characters puts you in a good position to address any situation as long as you can make those uh, those adaptions. And, you know, like we we had those moments, too, when we were playing together, like where there is, uh, you know, we always start out with that with that practice and you know we're just handling business in the unranked then we jump in and we, <laughs> we jump over to competitive they give us that first tough match our second match i believe we just like straight up dominated and then the next two 
I think no, the third one, then we just we got dominated. And then the the final two were uh very competitive. And I noticed in those final two where they were competitive, like our our team was able to adapt. And it's like we get off that that slow start where they get like that momentum and then we're able to stop them, push back, but then you know, right when we're at that at the point to try to claim it and then you know get the lead is when we get taken out. And so we're we're right there. Like we we're getting those um those changes and that situa- situational awareness going, and now it's just a matter of executing. But I, I'm I'm loving uh, our, our Friday night Overwatch sessions where we just go, go out there and test ourselves against the world and bring that 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 squad based aspect to the game really to you know high levels. And it's fun. It's great. It's it's everything right now. Adub. I can't wait for this new character, but I'm enjoying what we have um, before we get these bounds changes. Yes, I gotta I gotta start working more attack characters because it seems in the role queue I get stuck in the the attack realm and it's usually just junk rat and and sojourn with the occasional seventy six. I don't know. I gotta find something a little more a little more conducive to my playstyle. Yeah, yeah. Especially because there's like I play against some good symmetras. yeah, there's just and like that's the the class that has like the most characters. So there's just so many so many routes you can go. Were you ever into like Reaper, like any of those characters? You know, I was never into Reaper, but I I was trying out Somber for a while back in the original Overwatch, and I was starting right. to get I was starting to get pretty nasty with her, and I just stopped playing. So I think I might go back to a Sombra. Unfortunately, she got that nerfing coming in a few days, so... (laughs) I I definitely got hacked, like, multiple times within, like, one session. Like, you know, where you get hacked, you survive the hack, and you get hacked immediately after. (laughs) So I believe that's one of the uh, the nerfs that's coming to Sombra, where you can only get hacked once by her. (laughs) So, yeah, let's see how that goes. And I only need to hack you once. I'm just back there to annoy you. Yeah, um, yeah, I've come across some good fucking sombras. And when when you have a good sombra and you're playing as a support character, it's it's pretty devastating. So yeah, I I highly recommend giving that sombra another look. But hey, Dub, let's get into these topics of the week. Uh, topics of the week. Hey, Dub, I know it's pretty light this week, but uh, we we found some stories. So what would you like to lead off with? Well, I'll start with. A little bit of financial news, a little mm. take two news, a little mm. GTA news. Mm. GTA Five has sold over one hundred and seventy million copies. Damn. God damn! <laughs> <laughs> and as a as a little additional bit of news on top of that, Red Dead Redemption is seventy million. Oh, not, not Red Dead Redemption Two. Yeah, Red Dead Redemption still yeah. selling. <laughs> I mean, people gotta play that Undead Nightmare. Oh man, I still need to play that. I had it. I started it, and I was just like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." And then I never went back to it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe one day, who knows? But yeah, this is excellent news. I mean, people just still eating up that GTA Online, experiencing the glory that is the human disaster known as Trevor. Uh, get get some of that Franklin with his yee ass haircut. Uh, Michael trying to connect with his kids, <laughs> keep him out of trouble. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, GTA Five definitely the best GTA out. Not my personal favorite. I'm a a big fan of Four, and hope we can see, you know, some of that aesthetic and those physics and and that overall feel and tone come back in future titles uh, very excited to see what gta 6 holds amc how do you feel about the overwhelming success of these franchises yeah it's um it's incredible I like to see that from you know take two and rockstar still killing it still gta 5 is still printing money that it shows that there is as people like to like who poo the hubris of thinking that we can make a game that you could play for a lifetime. It's like, they, they actually figured it out. <laughs> they made GTA five and it's a game that like, you know, we're not going to say a lifetime, but a game that's been played for a multiple decades on multiple consoles and people just keep going back to the well. They love it. It's like, um, like Skyrim was like the kind of joke with that, where you can get Skyrim anywhere, but like GTA five, it's just like, if you can get your hands on it, people are buying it and can't get enough of it. It's awesome. Um, definitely gives them time before the next GTA six. And I know people like 
they look at the success of GTA Five and there's like, oh, like now Rockstar has like no real like um incentive to put out GTA Six, and I just look at it as like they have all the time in the world. Like I'm not in a yeah. rush to get another GTA Six, like or, or another GTA game. We've had so many um already that I feel like they can take their time, and as long as when it comes out, they have a good narrative, a good thing to you know decide to you know characterize <laughs> as far as bringing life into video game. Um, yeah, I want them to do it right, and so yeah, take your time and let this game continue to print money for you so that you can put out the best product possible. And great to hear for Red Dead Redemption, um, a game that everybody loves, everybody talk looks back on, and uh, just it's the definitive Western game. And yeah, yeah, because of that, everybody should be playing it. Um, it'll be interesting to see how Red Dead Redemption Two does because I know A Dub be loving that Red Dead Redemption Two. Yes. Um, so yeah, just killing it right now with their franchises. And just to clarify, when when they say Red Dead Redemption is at seventy million units, they mean a combination of both one and two. So the entire franchise has moved that with the two games, seventy million. That's crazy. Well, yeah, it's uh, man, it's like when you say that people poo poo the idea of a forever game. I mean GTA Five, like in. What's that other one? Final Fantasy fourteen World of Warcraft, Minecraft, Minecraft. yeah. <laughs> and also the the idea that oh they, they have no incentive to put out a GTA six. Like what what developers have ever rested on one game? Yeah. <laughs> so just crush that. What PUBG and even even um damn player unknown. Like even they're trying to put out another game. So. It, like developers don't just oh we made this one game we don't have to do anything else that's not a thing so stop trying to make that a thing and yeah man it's we're gonna get gta 6 like you said they've with the success of gta 5 they're afforded the time to be able to make it the best as possible like that's that's what you want it's yeah it sucks that any given game or just games in general take longer to develop but at the same token that means that the developers are having more time to put in more stuff, to optimize it better, to polish it up, to make sure the graphics and the level of detail are on point, to make sure there's fewer bugs and glitches. So they get all the time necessary because they aren't pressured to have to put something on the shelf to keep money coming in if money is already coming in. So all that means is we're going to be getting a bigger, better game than we could have ever expected if GTA 5 only did a fraction of the numbers that it was doing and wasn't as successful online. Like, you got to look at these things from a positive perspective and understand how the business works. But AMC, let's get into the next topic of the week. Top topic of the week. This is an update from... A story on a game that we were just discussing recently and this by way of pc gamer an update on overwatch 2 and that being a dub that overwatch 2 hit 35 million players in his first month oh that's, that's not a lot yeah yeah <laughs> we already knew that the hero shooters sort of sequel had amassed 25 million players in its first 10 days already close to tripling the original's peak daily player count as reported by Eurogamer, activision blizzard's last quarterly report revealed that the game managed to add another 10 million players on top of that count throughout the rest of october 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 including october, many <laughs> who are new to overwatch let's see uh the report also said that player investment is also off to a strong start presumably talking about sales of the mm. battle pass that mm. people that people said they hated uh but uh, people are still buying it uh so hey dub and this is it's interesting too because you know the the battle pass at least it wasn't thrown in but you know the legacy players automatically got access to Kiriko, so mm -hmm. a little less of incentive to buy that battle pass unless you're yeah. purely going for the cosmetics. But seeing that people are buying the battle pass, seeing that 35 million people got their hands on the game that was apparently old and, and dead. Yeah. Um what, what are your thoughts people on people still play this? <laughs> yeah. What are your thoughts on the the success of at least the success of the launch of Overwatch 2? I, I mean, it's expected, it's well-deserved, and it's it's phenomenal, man. The community is strong. You're finding 
games somewhat quickly, depending on which roles you want to queue as. I mean, when you're just in the open queue, it boots up pretty quickly. So you find in games, it's got that cross-platform play. And yeah, just the changes they made have really worked to make a more focused and just enjoyable experience. So, I mean, Overwatch, I'm a fan of everything that Blizzard makes. They put a lot of care and attention as well as creativity and everything. It's one of the things that sets them apart from other developers in the industry. It's just, just looking at their games in motion is more entertaining than a lot of games out there, let alone playing it and digging in, you know, digging, t- picking apart the lore, getting the items and, you know, just even Overwatch, a game that's just a straight up shooter. Like there's, there's nothing else that you would get from the game. Like it's all cosmetic and you still want to get that stuff though. They've created a world and a universe that's so interesting. And so just provides so much player expression that, even things that don't necessarily alter the gameplay experience improve the experience. So, you know, Blizzard, keep doing what you do. Um, more than excited for Diablo 4. That's going to be one of my forever games. And I'm just looking forward to everything that's coming out of there. I mean, I'm even looking forward to the things that are in development among ex-Blizzard staff that have started their own studio. Like, they put out some key artwork for a game that they're working on, which is like an open-world fantasy survival kind of deal. So extremely looking forward to that as well. Like, there's a lot of great stuff on the horizon. There are more games than any one person could ever play. So we've got a lot to look forward to. Not from Blizzard, not just from Blizzard, but from the industry at large. Yes, sir. All right, well, let's get into that next topic of the week. Topic of the week. Uh, a small story here, and we we mentioned Player Unknown and PUBG a little earlier in the previous in the previous story. Talking about Forever Games, just to let you guys know, PUBG publisher Crafted they they are the publisher that's behind Callisto Protocol coming out next month, December second. Uh, they have acquired the developer of The Ascent, and they're preparing a new studio launch in Canada. So yes, uh, if you guys remember one of the early Xbox Series X games, at least uh, a time exclusive, it's on. PlayStation now. The Ascent, it was a isometric cyberpunk, you know, action RPG. And it was it was very impressive visually. It looked more cyberpunk than cyberpunk. It was a very fun game, entertaining. I have it on the Series X. I completed it. Uh you can get it on whatever console you want now, except the Switch. <laughs> it got a I believe it received a major update not too long ago. And yeah, man, now they have a they have big publishing dollars behind them. So we can only hope we see an Ascent 2 and see what else is on the horizon. AMC, how do you feel about this acquisition? Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what comes of it. I'm not really too familiar with, you know, their work. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, I don't know. It's a good pickup. I, I don't have a big a big opinion on this one since I'm not too familiar with what they had. Um, well. Well, I'll get you a little more familiar because yes. in the in the earnings report, Crafton said that not only is it acquiring the studio, but that they are working on an open world first person shooter, shooter, shooter. Nice. So we got another game coming out. Something else to look forward to. Hopefully it's hopefully it's as you know, alive and detailed as the ascent is, I recommend everybody go check it out and maybe maybe give it a go. If you're feeling adventurous, it has the A-Dub seal of approval. Not too many games get that. So when you find one that has it, you try it. Yes. Are you gonna try the ascent? Uh no, recommend it to me. What's the uh, what is the ascent? You have to remind me on what this game is. Uh that that isometric action RPG, like basically oh, a, right. a futuristic yeah, yeah. Diablo, but it's not Diablo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It launched on Xbox and then made its way to PlayStation. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah. That game got, did look pretty good. Cover shooting. <laughs> yeah, that game actually did look pretty well. I like the um the aesthetics of that game. Um so yeah, they give us I mean interesting to see going from that to a yeah, a first person open world an open world first person shooter, but um 
the scent looked pretty good. So if they bring that that polish to that, I imagine they got something going on there. But yeah, I didn't I didn't play this and that was one of those games I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna go over A Dub's house and <laughs> and play that one day. Yeah, get that cash co up good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh yeah. Let's All get right. to the next topic of the week. Top, top, topic, topic of the, of the week. week. Let's see, we got an update A dub to a game that we have both played. We watched a little bit of the uh the trailer of the announcement for this game, that being for Dead Cells A dub. We got we got more we got more content coming. A game that continuously just sees free new content alongside DLC. If you want to want to pay for a little bit of that, mm-hmm. but let's pay, see, pay a little five dollars. <laughs> pay a little five dollars. But here we got. Uh, this is by way of Eurogamer Dead Cells, the acclaimed roguelike action platformer from developers Motion Twin and Subsidiary Evil Empire, has thrown open its doors to welcome another batch of familiar gaming faces from indie favorites, including Hala Miami, Shovel Knight. Terraria, Risk of Rain 2, and Slay the Spire. We got more in there, but we'll get to those later. In its new Everyone is Here Volume 2 update on PC. Let's see. A follow-up to last year's first Everyone is Here update, so that would be the Volume 1, which featured crossovers with Hollow Knight, Hyperlight Drifter, Blasphemous, Guacamelee, Curse of the Dead Gods, and Skull the Hero Slayer. Uh, volume 2 features guest appearances from another six titles. Up first, we got Yacht Club Games' beloved retro platformer, Shovel Knight. No stranger to crossovers and cameos whose Dead Sales appearances takes the form of a new outfit and an accompanying brutality weapon known as the King's Scepter. This lets players mimic Knight, King Knight dashing around and bouncing on enemies' heads with the pogo stick action. Then we got Denetun Games Hotline Miami. Meanwhile, is represented by the modernized bomber outfit, complete with three different masks. So you got the chicken mask, um, <laughs> you got the pig mask, and I forgot what the other one was. Uh, maybe just a bird mask, and a new baseball bat classed as a brutality survival weapon that can smash through door doors and deal extremely bloody critical damage to stunned and rooted enemies. Damn, damn, damn. damn and then damn. next we got Katano Zero takes its place in the lineup with the zero outfit and an accompanying tactical survival weapon known simply as the throwable objects with this equipped players can pick objects off the ground and lob them at opponents to stun them damn but they'll need to kill the enemy in order to retrieve their three throwable charges and then we got Relogic. this is the big one a dub terraria makes the cut with the familiar outfit and gloriously pink star fury weapon a brutality tactical armament capable of summoning a star that targets a nearby enemy with each melee strike and next a dub we got risk of rain 2 mm-hmm. in that it brings the commando outfit and the laser glaive you might know what that is the latter uh, a seeking brutality tactical weapon can bounce up to a certain amount of times for a certain amount of damage <laughs> with damage increasing with each bounce there we go and finally we got slay the spire strides in with the ironclad outfit and the new colorless power yeah colorless power known as the diverse deck comprised of four different cards each with a draw passive and discard effect the current card has its passive in effect permanently Explains it, but whatever. Uh, press the power button again to discard it and draw the next one, triggering the corresponding effects. It's a bit complicated, but you can read about it on Steam A Dub. Everyone here, Volume 2, also features six new lore rooms inspired by familiar locations from all the above games, plus six new mysterious book entries which unlock the outfits. It also comes with a host of bug fixes and balance changes, all detailed in Evil Empire's latest patch notes. It is currently available on PC and will be coming to console soon. 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 That was a mouthful. A dub. We got so many games, so many games that you played. So between we, we got Hotline Miami, Shovel Knight, Terraria, Slate Aspire, Risk of Rain 2, Katana Zero. Any of those games interest you as far as characters that you might want to jump into within the Dead Cell space? I mean, the Risk of Rain 2 character, the Hotline Miami character. <laughs> 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 Damn, I forgot I have Hotline Miami. Yeah. So I got to finish that shit. <laughs> yeah it's that that update kind of caught me off guard just like damn they're 
Now they're giving us like they gave us skins before, but this time it looks like they have characters with movesets and equipment that are unique to their universes. So that's very interesting. Uh, I I don't intend to go back to Dead Cells anytime soon. It fantastic game, completed it, but it's nice to know that if I ever do pick it up, it won't be the same game that I put down oh so long ago. Yeah, for me that. Um somewhat similar situation in that there's been a couple of updates since i played it i played it more recently but even when i did play it i i went through one run beat it and then i i put it down so there was a ton of content that i could go back there and experience and with these updates if i go back there's it's just going to be like a new game with all these new weapons and all these new options so yeah it's um it's definitely something that's um an, an incentive to when i hop in eventually one day to just you know when i get that urge to just jump into like a roguelike game and, and get a run in to see how i do um i know that this game will have a lot to offer and Great to just see uh, another developer and publisher just getting behind their game and just supporting the shit out of it for the diehards. Got no issue there. What else you got, A-Dub, in the next topic of the week? week, Topic of the week. Week, 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 week. (laughs) You already know what's coming. But yes, in this story, we got some 505 news. We got some remedy news. So on top of making Alan Wake 2. On top of remaking Max Payne 1 and 2, Remedy just announced that Control 2 is in early development, man, man. Yeah. <laughs> and it'll be current gen only, PS5, Xbox Series, and PC, C, C, C. Yes, so... Jesse Faden is going to be back. The oldest house is going to be back. We're back in the mix. We'll, we'll see what's going on with the hiss. We'll see what's going on with your girl Polaris. Hopefully we get some Emily Pope in that mix. Uh, Control 2019 original release by Remedy. It Oh, man, it casts you as Jesse Faden. She finds this strange building known as the Oldest House and the FBC, the Federal Bureau of Control. And you're trying to navigate your way through paranormal threats as you figure out the mystery of what became of your brother after you guys discovered an altered object that unleashed an, an, an insurmountable evil into the world. <laughs> yes. So... As I said, this game is in early development. That suggests that it's quite a ways off. However, it is very refreshing news to know that this game is coming. Uh, I absolutely love Control. This got the A-dub seal of approval. I double stamped that shit. And yeah, got a platinum. It was my last platinum before I finished up Returnal. And I'm very much looking forward to getting back in this game. Still need to get the Ultimate Edition on current gen so I can do it all over again, finish reading all my notes, looking for secrets. I mean, control, it's just incredible art style, visuals, lots of, lots of like post processing effects going on, ray tracing, just excellent combat, incredible use of of powers and the ways that you can combine them or use them simultaneously is very reminiscent of an infamous, which immediately got my goat. Uh, mostly control resembles uh, PsyOps, MindGate Conspiracy, uh, the little known PlayStation 2 game, however, immensely popular among the people who played it. Uh, let's see what 505 has to say about this. They say that Remedy says we signed an agreement with 505 to co-develop and co-publish Control 2, a sequel to Control. Uh, this is very exciting for us. Uh, the game director of the franchise will tell you more. Uh, they're saying that with Control 2, we'll take another leap into the unknown. It'll be an unexpected journey. It'll take a while, but to put it mildly, this is the most exciting project we've worked on. It's still early days, but it'll be worth the wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Yes, I believe every last word of that. I have the the art book. I'm going to have to crack that open and get into their heads, figure out the development process and the the creative conceptualization that went into all the elements of it. Uh, just, oh man, just fond memories. There's no part of control that I didn't like. If, if you 
if you really got into the game and got into the character, if you were reading the the notes, the case files, listening to the audio logs, exploring the world, deciphering, you know, the secrets that are off the beaten path, you'd have found something that was just immensely fulfilling and rich with content and lore that fully fleshed out that universe in a way a few games ever even endeavor to. Uh, AMC, I know you've seen you've seen streams, you've heard me talk about it. How does this news make you feel? Oh man, it gets me excited. Whenever I hear news like this of a game that I've been wanting to play, just you know, gives me a little more motivation to go in there and play it. And it's a game that I definitely want to play after seeing, you know, mainly your gameplay, your gameplay footage when you would stream it. And it, it looked absolutely awesome. And I believe that was on, yeah, it was definitely it was on a PS4 at the time. So knowing that when we playing it on a PS5 with the happy with you know, with the controller and updates and all that stuff, the performance boost. Um it's already a beautiful game that's gonna look even more beautiful and uh an aesthetic that i i really enjoyed um love uh love that that sci-fi feel as far as like uh, a character um in a government building suddenly getting these power these telekinetic powers and all that stuff um and the way that they went about that with the gameplay just had a lot going on there um and so yeah it has a little bit of everything that you loved if you were into like x files slash whatever else um when pete's yeah david lynch in general yeah that lynchian um and knowing that you know they're going to be doing an alan wake 2 um the whole shared world thing just interests me any even more i know people are they're diehard fans of alan wake and in these games and so it's definitely a, a universe that i would i would like to jump back into and especially remedy you know they, they made the classics they made the great max Payne games that oh. a-dub and amc have waxed on poetically about the those those late night gaming sessions and i would like Four, to see, 40s and bowls exactly and so yeah i would like to you know jump back into that developer see what games they have uh, have in uh you know from a modern standpoint and so to see what they're doing now um and so yeah that's uh that's definitely a lot of incentive to jump jump in play play control so that i'll be ready for whenever control 2 comes this way because if it's anything based off of that first game, I imagine this one's going to take it to a whole another level, especially with an even with even better hardware. I, I can't imagine what they have in store for us. They do. Well, there are some people <laughs> who don't have much imagination. <sighs> there are some people that that don't enjoy this news. <sighs> there are some people just out here hating. Mm. We got troll of the week, 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 week. First troll says, "When do we get the graphically stripped down version running at 15 frames per second for Switch, though?" Next troll says, "Can the cloud the cloud version, the Stadia version." RRP. Uh, next show says Control was overrated in my opinion. It was a good game, but not deserving of the hype it got. I think it was a solid seven. Yeah, but it got an eight. <laughs> <laughs> One point overrated. Yeah, overrated. How dare you? Next show says maybe she can use her powers to make her face more palatable. It's a toss-up between Jesse and Aloy for the most awkward female character in gaming today. Day, day, day. Here, here we go. Here yeah. we go. This, this wasn't a thing when yeah. Control came. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pe people were trying to talk shit about, about Jesse's looks. What is this? Why is this a thing now? Why do people care so much about how the female characters look? I mean, not to mention the people who I can't. I can't play a game that has a woman in it, but we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The next show says, first one was boring and bland. A sequel is a waste of talent for the studio. Then Control won at least one BAFTA award. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It has the most original and creative visual aesthetic in gaming in a long time, like taking that that brutalist office building design and combining it with the chaotic nature of a paranormal incursion of a, of a malevolent force. Like it, it looks equal parts like chorus and 
GTA kind of like it just imagine if horror on a just crazy psychological level was introduced to an open world game taking place in a city but in a building mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah Con- control was everything it a lot of it was because the building its rooms its various departments in and building features that people take for granted were also characters of the story like when when you go into the security block and you're patrolling all the different levels and you see all the items that are in cells and you you read the case files and the audio logs like oh this object if you if you don't look at it it'll start moving around and doing stuff and acting on its own so we have to keep somebody in here to watch it 24 hours a day <laughs> and, then, and then there's like an incident report when the guy looks away from it and it, it swallows him and then you go as and then you get swallowed by by yourself and then you fight a boss <laughs> it is crazy and just yeah like you you see you start to learn that like not only do the objects have abilities but they also have a form of sentience where they have their own desires and intentions and it just it makes you look at normal things and like maybe it's not so normal like they have qualities and character about them and it's it's unlike anything ever the 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 plastic flamingo or the mailbox or even uh in this department called dead letters where like dead letters in general companies receive them all the time they're they're letters that just can't be delivered or can't be returned so they just have this department where they keep all this mail that they don't know where where it's supposed to go they're, they're dead letters but in the department the letters are like jumping around the department and if you catch them and you, you get something or you unravel something, oh, man. The, the luck and probability department where they try to determine like if objects actually do impart uh, a greater amount of luck, depending on their orientation and combination. And there's a puzzle in there. You saw you get an outfit is I was close. I almost figured it out all by myself, but I needed to look it up. And there was one thing that I had in the wrong position. But yeah, it's it, when you go inside the mirror and you have to fight a mirror version of yourself whose name is yours backwards. <laughs> that was crazy. I found that all on my own. That was highly fulfilling. Like, holy shit, there is a crazy boss in here. <laughs> this is nuts. It like it, it, it's not like you could just go in the mirror. The mirror is again, it's one of these objects. It seems innocuous, but you start reading the notes and you see the security measures that they have around the object. Like, do not come within do not cross this line and come within 50 feet of the mirror. Like they have all these shutters and things around the mirror. So nobody can look in it because like the, your mirror version would tempt you to come into the mirror. And then that's how they have have intentions. It's, it's, Oh, just thinking about that game. I can't wait to get that ultimate edition, play it again, get another platinum. The game's so nice. I'll platinum it twice. That's right. That's what I'm about. But next troll says, hard pass. Remedy gets worse with each release and Crossfire X was abysmal. <laughs> Crossfire X has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crossfire X is not control. It, it get worse with each release. Max Payne was great. Max Payne 2 was even greater. Alan Wake was unique and original and great in its own right quantum break while people have their thoughts about the whole implementation with the television episodes it was still a great game that deserved more than what people gave it control also a great game i just think people people just don't get what remedy's doing and they don't see the genius not only in the worlds and the lore and the stories that they craft, but also in the nuance of the gameplay. Like any other developer would have made Remedy's games in a worse fashion because they just wouldn't have been as fluid or as visually sound. Like the their worlds and stuff are beautiful, but they're all you can also interact with them. Things come apart. There's destructibility. It, there's particle effects. Like like in any other game, you'd have done if you did the high speed dash, the dodge move. Like you just would have done the dodge move. But with Remedy, you do the dodge, and it like it breaks up the ground 
in your wake. It knocks things off of shelves. It knocks papers off a desk. It knocks things to the side. You're picking up forklifts and throwing them at people, for Christ's sake. You're floating in midair and making shields out of debris. Even when there's nothing for you, when there's no obvious object around for you to use your lift power on, that that's the force move where you grab something and throw it at somebody, she'll just pull out a piece of the wall or the ground next to her. It, it's just... Like everything is a weapon, everything is an opportunity. And then you have the shape shifting weapon with its auto reload. You got the you level up, you get you get perks, you, you upgrade your abilities to make them more deadly and more and more functional within a given combat scenario. Remedy knows exactly what they're doing. People need to get off get off their bullshit and get on this goodness. Next troll says <laughs> would be great if they just make a great game this time and not a glorified ray tracing graphics demo. What what the hell are you playing that's so great? You can't appreciate control. It's just a trick demo. Like, get the fuck out of here. It's one of the best games of 2019. Oh, it was a slow year. Same year they had Sekiro and Borderlands 3. Fuck out of here. Mm. Next troll says, I thought the first one was pretty boring. Lots of backtracking and way too much reliance on lore and story through notes and audio logs. As opposed well, to what? You want, you want cutscenes? Yeah. <laughs> so, so you want another 10 hours of cutscenes that you're going to skip <laughs> so that you can reach the end of the game and like, I didn't understand anything. <laughs> story sucks. Like, it, you never played a metroidvania in your life like backtracking is the name of the game that way you can encounter you can go through familiar areas and encounter new and different situations that make it feel fresh and you encounter new enemies and i mean the game even had random events that would happen in the map the the bureau alerts where it's like oh we gotta we got an incursion in dead letters you gotta get over there you get over there you clear it out you get a little Board. So it's constantly rewarding you, constantly giving you things to do, has the main story. There's tons to explore. You have all kinds of things that you can interact with that aren't necessarily missions. What more could you ask for? Like Control didn't exactly have the greatest performance when it came out last gen, but they kind of remedied that, no pun intended, with the with the ultimate edition and you play it on the PS5. So yeah, man. It, what are you doing? Why why are you why are you so intent on missing out mm. on that goodness? Last troll says they should add an option to pick a male character. <laughs> this game passed under the radar for many people because I hear my buddy saying things like they'll never play a game with a main character as a girl. <laughs> what kind of sexist cavemen are you hanging out with where you can't play a video game because a woman is the main character. Like you only play games that are that are men. And you don't do you play games where you where you play as a lombax or where you play as a cat? Like you don't play as none of those. So it's getting real tired of this online gamer bullshit where they just find these stupid little reasons to not play good games. Why are you punishing yourself for something that like what do you think it's a remark of your quality as a man if you play as a girl? <laughs> like, I can't let I can't let my boss find out that my <laughs> my cast aspersions on me. Like what is I don't get it, AMC. Why are people like this? I, I, <laughs> I know it's like uh like oh, the feminization of society. Uh, they they're trying to make me weak. Trying to make, trying me, to make me weak. <laughs> and uh, I feel like that's like what's happening when people refuse to play as because you know it's like they'll play as like a sexy female character, but they don't want to make her like a strong, empowered female character. They're like, yeah. what is this shit? Just a normal <laughs> woman. <laughs> They're trying to make me have a different perspective on how to view women. Because <laughs> I, I want to view them the way I want to view them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's that's pretty much what's going I on. I want my I want my gentle physics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, it's um, and you see that in the comments where it's like, I mean, at least they're being straight up here, and they want like a hot character. It's like the 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 code is always like, oh, I didn't get into the story, which which we saw here in a couple of the comments, like, oh, I couldn't get into the lore, <laughs> and it's it's funny too because it's really like you have no argument with a lot of these games because 
when people talk about like the death of the, the video gaming community, it's always about like, uh, like multiplayer, uh, lack of story, uh, modernization. And then you look at all these games and the single player games with, with mm-hmm. good, with, with great lore, good stories, good no monetization, no monetization, <laughs> great gameplay, everything you would want. And then you're upset because there's not a male. And so, yeah, yeah. that's what it, and ultimately that's what it comes down to is they, they want it. They yeah. want games with males. <laughs> and so, yeah. Um, and then when you form these little silly reasons not to buy a game, then that only means the other games are more popular and those are the ones that get made. Yeah. So by not supporting games that appeal to your interests or appeal to your quote-unquote principles, you're just making more room for the ones that don't. So get on the bandwagon or get off, in the words of the great bug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <I love> it. <laughs> uh, uh, you got any more words for these trolls? I got I got nothing else for these haters. You need to go back, revisit control, enjoy that game. I wonder if these people like all oh, love Alan Wake and <laughs> they just couldn't get they couldn't get into control for some reason. Oh, yeah. You know, at first I wasn't gonna play it, but the main character was a guy, so I had to support that. Yeah. Gotta support my bros. <laughs> my bros. <laughs> my virtual bros. Yeah. Uh, God, what is wrong with people? I know. Anyway, Control 2, early <laughs> development. That's a day one for A-Dub. It's mm. definitely front runner for my personal game of the year whenever it drops. Mm. And since it's not dropping in the same year as either Starfield or Diablo 4, it stands a very strong chance <laughs> of, getting, <laughs> of being at the top of the pile. Uh, they said it's going to be... Uh, they said it's going to be a big budget sequel. So hopefully that means it'll be a bigger game with all of the great things that make control as great as it already is, but, you know, dialed up to another level, higher level of polish, higher level of presentation, more Mm. lore, Mm. more places to explore, Mm. more gameplay mechanics, Mm. more, more upgrades to your powers, Mm. more, more Emily Pope. Mm. (laughs) Yes. More outfits. Oh Oh, man. They did, they did real good with the outfits that you earn in the game. Like they, it they not only fit the setting, but they were just stylish and abstract and really like even the outfits had their own lore that went along with them. So it it made them, you know, somewhat supporting characters in a way as well, because you could outfit Jesse in an outfit that coincides with the kind of story that you want to tell for her, the, the kind of Jesse that you want her to be. And yeah, man, I'm I'm pumped. Only thing I would say as a as a critique, no more than goddamn moss enemy or mold enemy. <laughs> goddamn that whole level, like uh, it was a it was a dramatic change of pace from the rest of the game. Like there's, and I think you no, you can't miss it because it's a major boss. But basically, there's this whole underside of the building that's moldy and decay but then the the incursion affects that as well so there's like a mold boss and there's mold enemies and the, that part of the that part of the building's like destroyed and and like broken apart so the architecture and everything is just very chaotic it's it's awesome man i it, it was my least favorite area but not because i didn't like it but just because it was just so goddamn tough and just creepy it's just like you don't want to be down here like i had to get a whole upgrade just to be able to navigate that area because the mold would take you out yeah yeah, controls the shit play it (laughs) get back to me like i can i can talk for hours about all the good things that are going on in control but you still won't get it unless you play it for yourself and form your own conclusions because it's just that damn well put together and fleshed out like there's just so much information about everything about the history of the fbc and their interactions with altered objects as well as objects of power so i dude people need to play control it's for whatever reason that people avoid it it's absolutely silly like yeah it's not it's not perfect it's not the greatest game ever made, but it is definitely on my list of one of the greatest games ever made. You should. Play. That's all I gotta say. AMC, 
You got our next topic of the week. Topic, topic, topic of, of the week. week. We we are now in quick hitter territory for me, A-Dub, because this is my last story of the week. Story All right. Because I ain't got nothing. <laughs> Here we go. This is this is my quick hit. We got an update on Final Fantasy 16's exclusivity, Ooh, A-Dub. Yes, we did. Yeah. So if you're, if you're looking forward to juggling enemies, comboing them up in the air. <laughs> Turning into Adolos. <laughs> Well, you might have an opportunity on PC, possibly X-Fax, X-Fax, Xbox, Xbox, and, and maybe get it on cloud on the Switch. Who knows? Let's see. Um, it looks like Final Fantasy... Oh, this is by way of Eurogamer. It looks like Final Fantasy 16 will be exclusive to PS5 for six months. 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 <laughs> Sony has now publicly confirmed... PlayStation's latest promotional trailer for the console includes a snippet of Final Fantasy 16 gameplay. The small print underneath states Final Fantasy 16 anticipated summer 2023 PS5 exclusive for six months, months, months. I wonder why they had to add that in there. It's interesting. Let's see. Uh, industry analyst Piers Harding Rolls had reported in the past that the game would be a full exclusive for six months and console exclusive for 12 months, meaning a PC release would arrive six months after PS5 with the potential for other consoles after a year. 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 <laughs> uh, Ada, what do you think about uh, more people possibly getting their hands on, on juggling and, and kaiju battles with uh, with was it with with gamut or bahamut <laughs> uh, i don't even know anymore i've been so far out of the final fantasy loop i don't even know oh man but yeah um any any thoughts on this before any thoughts on this story Adam? no well, you know sony did what they can to enrich the the value of their ecosystem for their players they got that six month of exclusivity so you know get on there play it if you're a final fantasy fan uh it's great that it will be multi-platform more people get to play it more success for it if it happens to be good more people being able to play games in the ecosystem that they choose uh it's great and it, on a similar note for spoken apparently is going to be exclusive for two years oh yes so you know you guys to do what you guys to do, to do. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, I, I'm not particularly interested in it. However, I hope it does do well. It looks good. It looks to capture it looks to capture the visual aesthetic and the more grounded appeal of Final Fantasy that I first observed in Final Fantasy VI. So if this is indeed a successful return to form insofar as setting and tone then this will be a serious win for the franchise square enix and final fantasy fans everywhere yes sir all right well that's uh that was the last story of the week aw you have anything else to say before we get out of here you know it's it's starting to get cold outside the days are shorter nights are colder mm. feeling like life is over these snakes strike like a cobra <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you people are going to be spending more time inside that's some good time to catch up on your backlogs get ready for these new releases you know we got the holidays right around the corner black friday coming up gonna have some major sales it, it's a great time to get yourself ready for all these upcoming sequels it's a good time for you getting the cyberpunk good time for you to play alan wake Good time for you to play Control. Great time to just refresh yourself on all the great franchises that we're going to be seeing come back in the not-too-distant future. Catch up on your Diablo 3 in preparation for Diablo 4. Get a little get a little Bethesda RPG action in to prep you for Starfield. Yes, get a little tactical turn-based action in your system. Get you ready for Midnight Suns. Get a little horror in your life. Play that Callisto Protocol. Get you ready for that Dead Space remake and that Resident Evil 4 remake. <laughs> so much good stuff. And we, we didn't even talk about Hogwarts Legacy, which is looking like it's going to be absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, we're kind of at this point now where... I mean, everybody's looking forward to 2023, but if you really look at it, it's like we're now at a point now where we're kind of getting a banger every month from here on out, like especially once December hits with um, Closer Protocol, Midnight Suns, and then, you know, January, you already laid out the games, Hogwarts Legacy coming, and yeah, we had already gone through last week, like just all the games, because 
I believe there was another game that was announced that was like sandwiched in there, but I already forgot the name of it. EA, so many damn games, man. And uh, EA already talking about how they're really looking forward to Wild Hearts, so we'll be hearing more from that game soon. So, I mean, it's just going to keep building up a dub. Um, I, I can't wait. We're off. We're off and running. People playing God of War. People playing Sonic Frontiers. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, gonna have that four day Thanksgiving weekend. Go gonna have that if you if you work in the industry like we do. Get that get that two week winter break. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, get, get nice. that bonus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be nice. Um, but yeah, this is Control Issues. I am the AMC, and I've got a bonus troll. speaking of control the first one was numero uno on my buyer's remorse list that year (laughs) even kept playing that trash too because people kept droning on about how fantastic it was so i continued on hoping to discover just what was so excellent about it and all i learned was that it was straight trash trash (laughs) trash trash Oh man, the only thing trash is that post. You should be ashamed of yourself. This is a dub. We are control issues. Thanks for playing.